Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of Mark. Today is episode 1004, and we're looking at Mark chapter 15, verses 42 through 47. Let's read the passage. When it was already evening, because it was the day of preparation, that is, the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent member of the Sanhedrin, who was himself looking forward to the kingdom of God, came and boldly went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Pilate was surprised that he was already dead. Summoning the centurion, he asked him whether he had already died. When he found out from the centurion, he gave the corpse to Joseph. After he bought some linen cloth, Joseph took him down and wrapped him in the linen. Then he laid him in a tomb cut out of the rock and rolled a stone against the entrance to the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, were watching where he was laid. This is the Gospel of Mark. Toward the end of Mark's Gospel, this is his account of the ministry of Jesus. And the last time we saw the death of Jesus. He had been arrested early Friday morning in the Garden of Gethsemane, taken to the high priest and the Sanhedrin, charged with blasphemy, sent to Pilate with the charge that he claimed to be the king of the Jews. Pilate had him flogged and crucified. Then on the cross he cried out, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Then he died. And the centurion witnessing, supervising the execution said, Surely this man was the son of God. He recognized there was something special about the way Jesus died. We'll pick it up now in Mark 15, verse 42. When it was already evening, because it was the day of preparation, that is, the day before the Sabbath. Let's pause there. It was already evening. It's not a precise time, but it means it's getting late in the day. Now remember, at sunset, you start the new day. And the new day will be Saturday, the Sabbath. No work can be done on the Sabbath. That's why this is important to take care of things now, because it's just a few hours before sunset, and that will start the Sabbath day. He says it's the day of preparation. Well, the day of preparation is the day before the Sabbath. That's where you have to do all the things necessary to get you through the Sabbath, because you can't do a whole list of things on the Sabbath that are considered work. You can't gather the wood for a fire on the Sabbath. So that all needs to be gathered on the day of preparation to be right there ready, staged for during the day of the Sabbath. You can't prepare meals on the Sabbath. So you have to prepare the meals in advance on Friday. There's a lot you have to do on Friday to make sure you don't violate the Sabbath rules on Saturday. And so Mark makes the point that it's almost Sabbath time, and if they're going to do something with Jesus' body, they got to get it done real quick. Verse 43, Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent member of the Sanhedrin, who was himself looking forward to the kingdom of God, came and boldly went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Well, Joseph of Arimathea. Arimathea, not so sure what that is, but it's probably associated with Ramathaeon, which we see in 1 Samuel one one. That's about 20, 22 miles northwest of Jerusalem. And that would be where he is from. It says he's a prominent member of the Sanhedrin. So he is part of the Sanhedrin, the ruling council. And 
Mark says he was looking forward to the kingdom of God. Well, Matthew 27.57 says he was a disciple of Jesus. John 19.38 says he was a secret disciple. Luke 23.51 says he had not agreed with the plan and the actions of the Sanhedrin. So he seemed to be a secret follower of Jesus and disagreed whether he was present that morning when the Sanhedrin decided to execute him, we don't know. It said all agreed, but sometimes all can loosely mean the consensus of the group. So he went and boldly went to Pilate and asked for Jesus's body. Well, this is bold because you are now publicly associating yourself with a convicted criminal, convicted and executed for treason. So you're now putting yourself in the same group as him. Now, Romans didn't always allow executed criminals to be buried. Sometimes they were left on a cross to rot and the birds to pick away at their corpse as a public example to the people. The feeling in the Roman society was when you were convicted of a crime, you lost all your rights, including the right to a burial. Now, in real practice, generally, when a family member would go and ask for the body, it would be granted. In this case, it's Joseph of Arimathea. He is not a family member, so this is unusual. But there was a belief amongst the Jews that the dead should have a quick and decent burial. Even your enemies should be buried with dignity. That was just part of the Jewish understanding of things. Even in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 21, verses 22 and 23, if anyone is found guilty of an offense deserving the death penalty and is executed and you hang his body on a tree, you are not to leave his corpse on the tree overnight, but are to bury him that day. For anyone hung on a tree is under God's curse. You must not defile the land your Lord you're giving you as an inheritance. But even in Deuteronomy, it says, even somebody who has been executed of a capital offense, you're not to allow their body to hang overnight. So this is strongly believed by the Jewish people. But Joseph of Arimathea is not just doing it for that reason. He's doing it because he is actually a secret follower of Jesus. So Joseph goes to Pilate and asks for Jesus' body. Verse 44, Pilate was surprised that he was already dead. Normally it took a couple of days for someone to die on the cross. So Jesus died pretty shortly, maybe three hours or so. Summoning the centurion, he asked him whether he had already died. Verse 45, when he found out from the centurion, he gave the corpse to Joseph. Well, he readily released the corpse of Jesus to Joseph, we saw that Pilate didn't really think Jesus was guilty of anything. So I'm sure he readily released the corpse to Joseph. Verse 46, after he bought some linen cloth, Joseph took him down and wrapped him in the linen. Then he laid him in a tomb cut out of the rock and rolled a stone against the entrance to the tomb. Well, that's a lot for one person to deal with. So he probably had assistance. John 19.39 says that Nicodemus, the one who came to Jesus at night, assisted Joseph in this. 
Now, we're told Matthew that Joseph was a rich man, so he probably had a lot of servants. The servants may have assisted him in this. And having the servants assist him does not lessen what Joseph has done. So we don't know how much help he had, but he got Jesus down off the cross, took him. They probably had to quickly wash him and wrap him in the linen to put him in the tomb. Matthew tells us that this was Joseph's own tomb, and it was a new tomb. Tombs are often reused uh, generation to generation, but this was a new one that had been freshly cut and had never been used before, and Joseph, a rich man, had had it prepared for himself. Now he's providing it for Jesus. He laid him in a tomb, cut out of the rock, and rolled a stone against the entrance to the tomb. Stones were used as covers for the entrance of the tomb, and it was to prevent animals from getting in there, also prevent grave robbers. And so for an expensive tomb, like this one would have been for Joseph, the cover for it was probably a basically a large stone disc that would have been rolled down a slight incline and rolled into place, where it's fairly easily rolled into place, but it takes a lot of work to get it out of the bottom of the ramp that it's on, a heavy stone cover. Verse 47, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of Joseph were watching where he was laid. And we saw them back in verse 41. Now the Greek does not say Mary the mother of Joseph. That's an addition. It actually says Mary of Joseph. So Mary somehow associated with Joseph. Now we saw back in verse 41, Mary was the mother of James the Younger and Joseph. So two of the ladies mentioned in verse 41 are here. Is Salome also there, just not mentioned, or is she not there? We don't know. But the women are there to see. So often we put these three things together, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. The death, it's, it's important because he died to pay the penalty of sin. He died for the sins of the world. So his death is instrumental in this. Burial, why is that a big deal? Because all the Gospels devote some time to the burial itself. Burial because that shows he really was dead. You've got witnesses to his death. Pilate, via the centurion, Joseph of Arimathea, the women, all verify he is dead. There are witnesses to his death. And, and the idea of him being dead is a big deal because it's starting to get some pushback from that around the second century. Some people postulating, well, maybe Jesus really didn't rise from the dead because he really wasn't dead. He was just unconscious. And when he lay in the cool tomb, he revived. And then from the inside, pushed this several hundred pound rock away and came out of well, that doesn't quite make sense. But here you've got witnesses. He was dead. Friends don't bury friends when they're still alive. So the death, burial, and then the resurrection. The resurrection is so important because that proves Jesus really is who he said he is. And when the high priest said, are you the Messiah, the son of the blessed one? Jesus said, I am because he is. And so the resurrection proves it. He really is the Messiah, the son of the blessed one. Thanks for joining me.
Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of Mark.